Welcome to another episode of We Healthy. It is March right now. So I would love to create some awareness around what is near and dear to my heart, lymphedema. So in March, it is Lymphedema Awareness Month. And I'm going to start off by just teaching everyone a little bit about the lymphatic system. So I'm just going to take a few moments to describe just how important our lymphatic system is, is, and then I will go through briefly what lymphedema is, because my mission in life is to prevent all forms of lymphedema not just what we know we can prevent, which is cancer-related lymphedema. There are studies showing we can reduce that incidence after cancer from 44% to 4% using the bioimpedance or SOZO device that I have in my office. So it's beyond preventing uh, cancer-related lymphedema. It's also preventing lymphedema, which is a lymphedema that's caused from a vein disease and all sorts of other uh, reasons, even primary lymphedema. If we can detect lymphedema at birth and support the lymphatic system, it does not need to progress. Most of my career, I have been treating stage two and three lymphedema. And now I would like to see only stage zero, which means you're at risk, but you are never developing to the point where you actually see swelling. Or if you do, you immediately know how to treat it so it never returns. So let me just go over the lymphatic system. Our lymphatic system is unfortunately not studied very well. As a physical therapist, I never uh, had a lot of education on the lymphatic system. I did go back once I was certified. I said, did I know anything about this? Actually, let me rewind. I went to school and received my master's degree from Quinnipiac University. And it was a five and a half year program. And we had about a 15 minute class. Uh, I think during my cardiopulm uh, class that talked about lymphedema and we learned a couple strokes of manual lymph drainage. I don't remember or saw anything in my notes about bandaging, but there were some notes on you would you would prescribe compression garments. And that was it uh, in five and a half years. Unfortunately, doctors have even less. So they go to school for even longer and they don't study the lymphatic system more than 15 minutes. Uh, so, so this is a big issue because the lymphatic system is so important to uh, our bodies in, in a way that it has a primary function that we've just kind of ignored in the medical field. I mean, I haven't because I was lucky enough to dive right into this field six months after I graduated. So when I was working in the hospital, I was approached to get certified uh, in, as a certified lymphedema therapist. So I went to additional training for two weeks, a very intensive course, eight to 10 hours a day, uh, six days a week. And I was then certified at the end of that. But those were just the basics. When I dove into treating patients, I continued to add more and more experience on my belt. And then when I opened my practice in 2005, 
that's all I was treating. So I had a ton of experience very quickly. And the issue we have in medicine is that we don't understand the primary function. And even myself trained conventionally, if you listen to any of my discussions on conventional versus functional medicine, I was a conventionally trained lymphedema therapist. So what that means is um, when someone came in with lymphedema, they had a symptom, which was swelling. Uh, And I treated the symptom conventionally, but it wasn't until about five or 10 years ago where I really started thinking and understanding what functional medicine was that I started looking at my patients differently. And I started looking at my own lymphatic system and my own lymphatic system needs support even though I don't have a diagnosable lymphedema. So let's go over what is our lymphatic system. Basically, everywhere you have skin, you have lymphatic vessels right underneath the skin, very superficial. So we divide the lymphatic system into the superficial lymphatic system and the deep lymphatic system. So the superficial lymphatic system is all over your body. So we have little vessels, little lymph capillaries that are right at the underneath our skin And right underneath our skin, there's a space called the interstitium. And that's basically a space where all the vessels sit, uh, your fat cells, your fluid. I mean, we all have fluid right underneath our skin. And that's a normal, uh, that that comprises our total body water. Like that is part of our our makeup, our anatomy. But that's where the lymph vessels intertwine with the arteries and the veins. And there's a lot of things going on in that space, but let's just stick to the basics. The superficial lymphatic system, everywhere in your body, it helps drain uh, fluid. So it helps bring fluid back to the blood circulation. And it does also help drain is the main the main function of lymphatic system is to get rid of all of the toxins, bacteria, wastes, and it brings those wastes and toxins to the lymph nodes. So our superficial lymphatic system is divided into six quadrants. You have your right and left head and neck, your right and left upper quadrants, which include everything under your collarbone down to your belly button in the trunk, front and back, and then that that arm on that side, left and right. And then you have your right and left lower quadrants, which include everything below the belly button all the way down to your toes. So those quadrants are all independently run by those regional lymph node beds. So where are the lymph nodes? The main lymph node beds are in your right and left neck. We call them the cervical lymph nodes. Then you have right and left axillary lymph nodes. Those are in your armpits. And then you have right and left inguinal lymph nodes. Those are in your groin. So each of those quadrants are drained to their corresponding lymph node beds. So think about this. I always like to tell patients when I'm explaining what the lymphatic system does is think about when you have a sinus infection or a cold. What does the doctor do? They feel your lymph nodes because your lymph nodes in your neck will swell when you have an infection in your sinuses, or if you have strep throat or any other condition that will cause the lymph nodes to swell. But we have to look that look at that as a positive thing. The lymph nodes are supposed to swell when meaning when they're fighting an infection. They are 
filtering all the bacteria and waste. They're doing their jobs. So the the first <clears throat> manual lymph drainage was actually invented to help with sinus infections, to help with the common cold. So uh, there's there are lots and lots of videos out now, which get me excited because I've been doing this for 20 years. But we think about how to support our body through lymphatic drainage or what we call in um, lymphedema world, manual lymph drainage. So that's the superficial system. Uh, we know in cancer, when we have a tumor or when we have an area that is involved, your lymph nodes can also be involved. And that's called metastatic cancer, meaning the cancer metastasized into the lymph nodes. So a lot of patients will have lymph nodes removed so that they can completely clear the cancer. Um, and that's what puts you at risk for developing lymphedema. So the good thing is, is nowadays we have what's something called sentinel lymph node biopsy, which allows the surgeon as they go in um, to take out the tumor, they inject a dye and they are, they are able to see whether that first node is affected by cancer. And if it is, then they'll go forward and remove the first or second layers of lymph nodes. If it's not involved, that sentinel lymph node, which is the first node that, that the breast or the area, the lower quadrant drains to, then they don't need to take the lymph nodes and your lymph nodes are spared. And that's what's helping prevent or reducing the risks of uh, lymphedema cases. So that's wonderful. And same thing in on oncological cancers. So uterine cancer or uh, ovarian cancer or prostate cancer, those affect the lymph nodes in the inguinal area as well as the deeper pelvic lymph nodes. So yes, cancer can, uh, cancer treatments can be one of the reasons that we develop uh, lymphedema, but there are also other ways that you can have an intact lymphatic system and we have issues with how the lymph is uh, draining back to the central system. And I'm not going to go into all the reasons for lymphedema in this episode, but I will say that there are ways that we can understand what our lymphatic system is, because why does it matter to every single one of us, whether you've been affected by cancer or lymphedema or not? Uh, your lymphatic system drains your toxins. So as a functional medicine practitioner, I talk a lot about toxins because my personal history has been with uh, hormone health and how my endocrine, uh, I've had a lot of endocrine disruptors in my environment and endocrine disruptors are like dirty estrogens. They, they act like estrogens, but they're really not. And a lot of those are in our environment. And when we either inhale or apply chemicals on our skin, or we ingest chemicals through like processed foods or dyes or natural flavoring and all these other things that can cause our lymphatic system to work extra hard because it's our lymphatic system's job as well as our liver and other organs to help get rid of uh, those, those toxins. So as a person who may not have any history with cancer and or lymphedema, it's still important for you to understand what your lymphatic system is. So I love teaching 
how to do dry brushing is another great way to stimulate your lymphatic system to just support your overall health. So I love dry brushing with essential oils. I use Yara Palm and Cypress and lemongrass, uh, sometimes lavender. Uh, you know, there's so many essential oils that you can use while you're dry brushing. So you get this amazing aromatic experience while you're stimulating those little superficial lymphatic capillaries. So let's review. The lymphatic system has a superficial lymphatic system, and it also has a deep lymphatic system. The superficial lymphatic system takes all the toxins, bacteria, and the wastes from that space right underneath the skin, and it, and it brings it to the regional lymph nodes that we talked about. Once it gets to the lymph nodes, it filters all that debris, and then it goes into the deep lymphatic system. And the deep lymphatic system is deep in, in your trunk. And there's one main lymphatic duct that pierces the mm-hmm. diaphragm, <clears throat> which is why diaphragmatic breathing can be an amazing exercise for the lymphatic system. It helps milk that lymphatic duct that kind of is a vacuum for all uh, quadrants of the superficial lymphatic system. So just by taking the right diaphragmatic breaths, you are stimulating, <clears throat> sorry, your lymphatic system. So once it goes into the deep lymphatic duct that, that's deep into your core and your trunk, it eventually connects with your venous system, your bloodstream up at your neck. And <clears throat> that's why when, when you come to me and we do a m- manual lymph drainage session, we start up at the neck, no matter where you're having an issue or whether you're just learning how to do lymphatic drainage, we start at the neck, then we go to diaphragmatic breathing, and then we go to the quadrant that either is at risk, affected, or we just show you how to do dry brushing, which is just an overall great thing for everyone to do to keep the lymphatic system stimulated and supported so that it can do its job for as many years as possible. You know, my main goal And I'm now able to confidently say this. I kind of felt a little crazy when I thought about it a couple years ago. But in our world today, we have such great technology to share information like this. Look, we're listening. You're listening to a podcast, which is just so amazing. I'm so grateful that you're working on your own informed self-care because as people, we need to learn about our bodies. But I really would like to live to 150. I've just picked that age. It used to be 100, pre-doTERRA, pre-functional medicine. I thought I want to get on the Smucker's Jar. That was my grandmother, my Nana's goal was to get on the Smucker's Jar and be on the news because she reached 100 years old. But I don't want to just have a long lifespan. I want to have a long health span. And with doTERRA's help, and with the Institute for Functional Medicine, and with my amazing husband, Chris. It is totally achievable for me to live to 150 years old in this day and age with an amazing health span. But I've got to put in the work. To me, though, I love treating my body well. I didn't do so for most of my life. And at age... 
what was it? 35 to 40, I was really seeing my health decline already. And how many people do we hear? I mean, I had a coworker once when I was 24 years old, uh, I was working in the hospital and she was probably, I, I remember her saying, when I hit 30, everything started going downhill. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what do you mean at 30? That's still so young, but it's all number one about our mindset. And it's number two about how we're learning about our own individual bodies. We do have the ability to learn about our own unique genes and then just really look at how to customize our lifestyle so that it feeds our genes and it upregulates or downregulates the genes that are either going to cause us problems or improve our health. And to me, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, because it's actually healthy for me to help other people. It's, it's taking some effort to understand how I can help people, because if you know me, I want to help everyone. And I was doing so pretty much all my career, but I'm learning how I also need to put my own protective I don't want to say barriers. What's the word? I want to put protective layers around myself and how I care for people. Because if I overdo it, then I'm not taking care of myself. And I think no matter what, no matter what type of person you are or what your goals are in life or what your passions are or Uh, who's in your life, I think we can all say that we have a purpose and we have an importance on the earth. And I learned very quickly that in order to help someone else, whether it's one person or as many people as possible, you need to put the effort into helping yourself first. And that seemed very foreign to me when I had no time to help myself first. But what I'm realizing is that the more I help myself consistently with small lifestyle changes, the more time and energy and focus I have for other people. So the way I look at it now is the more I commit to myself, the better I can commit to the people around me. So as I invest in my own health, I'm also investing in those that I care about. So I hope this episode gives you some light on what the lymphatic system is, what I do for a living, which is I treat lymphedema, but now I'm going way beyond. And just as a functional medicine practitioner, my goal is to, is to help every person, whether you have lymphedema or not, because by the time of my ripe old age of 150, I want to see the statistics of cancer rates go down and lymphedema rates go down. And the reason why that's going to happen is because we're all going to become self-aware of our own bodies and put the effort in to having a real, joyous, amazing life that has not only a long health span, or I'm sorry, a long lifespan, but it also has a long health span. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.